This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and the kitten adoption place is coming by tomorrow to do a house check, so I need a tearaway tuxedo ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brandy Posey, and I'm just trying to love myself as much as my dad loves going to the grocery store on vacation. Oh. (laughs) I'm Tess Barker, and okay. Where am I supposed to look when someone is taking a picture of me? (laughs) (laughs) And this is lady to lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Welcome to the show, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's time to podcast. Yeah. No, but seriously, Are we where sexual? am I supposed to look, guys? <laughs> because what? the pictures from Witch Shower, I realized I was the only... I'm staring off into a sunrise that no one else is looking at. <laughs> and, uh, some guidance. I, didn't, I didn't notice that. I'll pull, I'll I think you look up. at the phone. You look at the phone. Okay, where on the phone the do you look? Do you look in the I just lens? look. I just look at the phone. I don't look. Yeah, really I usually look anywhere at the specifically. Phone. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like where to the look little... at the phone? Why I always do you really look like you were looking completely not at the phone? Yeah, let me find the picture. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I think someone told me that I was supposed to be looking in the lens, mm-hmm. and I think that's been fucking me. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's just looking in the general direction. You know. Yeah. Oh, you guys, when you see this picture, you're going to be like, I get it. <laughs> this is the problem, right? I'm texting it to you right now. Sometimes you get distracted oh, right at the moment of. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't look distra- <laughs> I look focused. <laughs> <laughs> you look you like this? you're looking at the. We're all looking at the same thing. No, Tess is looking above it. Thank you. She, no, yeah, you are. Um, what did I do? How do I help? How do I? <laughs> all of these eyes are to me are looking at me, which is the same. Th- looking at the same thing. To me, Tess looks like she's looking above it, not Thank at. You. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's I just don't... a tall person thing. Is that it? Were, were you, maybe you were looking at the person taking it and not. Maybe or I'm... like. Hmm. We need a we need a phone. Point to the fo- point on the phone where you looked. <laughs> I look, I think I look like pretty close to the lens. Okay. Right. And maybe we're looking at the phone and that's why. Okay. So I need to bring my eye just to the body of the phone. Yes. Yeah. 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 <sighs> but like, this isn't like a huge difference. Like I would not have noticed this unless you pointed it out. Brandy sees it. <laughs> but she sees it because you pointed it out. You told me to see it. You told me yeah, to look for not, it. I wouldn't have necessarily. Like, it, I literally thought you were going to be like looking up in the sky or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need I to mean, get some. We need to get one of those people with like one of the little birdie things that's getting your attention. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I think because I realized as I was looking at the wrong place in pictures, and my friend was like, "No, you have to look at the lens." Yeah, I'm looking at the lens. That's a problem. And then I started looking at the lens, and this started happening. I. I, it, I I don't know I think how everyone else knows how to do it. 
I think you're, I think you're, I think this person that told you this put some doubt in your mind mm-hmm. and you're overthinking it. And okay. I think you just need to like go with, go with your heart. Where does your heart want to look at when you just okay. glance over? And yeah. I think again, I think it's maybe a tall person thing. Cause like in this, I'm like mm-hmm. looking above, at above. So maybe that looks, I could be looking the same thing you are, but it just looks like I'm not, oh, you know? That's true. Yeah, that could be what's going on. I mean, it's not bad. This is a beautiful photo. What a great memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want us to Photoshop some memory sun- of looking at the wrong thing. You could also just be a person that always wears sunglasses. I do. do I do like just, that trick a lot. I do like that trick a lot. That is yes. a good trick. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way just to be like, where am I looking, man? Right? At the cool. <laughs> I'm looking at the cool place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. should we jump into our app? So. Yes, I think we should. We had a great time hanging out with this gal. She's a comedian, writer, producer, and actress. She wrote for The Daily Show, and you've maybe seen her in Strangers or The Good Doctor or The Blackening. Uh, she also has a new podcast out called The Doe, which we chat to her about. So please enjoy this episode with X Mayo. Thank you for joining us today. Um, you're bringing bright, colorful energy and I hope you are also here to solve everyone's money. <laughs> it's you trying to figure it out. Yes, I hosted. I, I don't know a damn thing. I know a little bit about it, but I'm I am humbly um, uh, expressive about how bad I am with money, and yeah, I am so bad with it that I have to have a business manager. Like I have to have someone that gives me an allowance per month because I just. No one in my family has ever made the amount of money that I've made um, and am making. And it's not like I'm not like fucking Bill Gates rich by no means, but it is a substantial amount that no one has ever told me what to do with it. And I just was not allocating it properly. I was paying a lot of people's bills who are able-bodied and can get a job and do very much so everything that I'm doing to make ends meet. And so my business manager, Belva, she's been beyond a blessing. And I would not have been able to survive the strike without her. I probably would have had no money. I probably would have had to go get a nine to five. I just was so, so bad with it before I met her. And we've been together now three years. So the dough is all about money mishaps and all about the nuances of money. Like I talk to financial therapists. I talk to women who've been financially abused by their partners. I talk to people who've been scammed. You know, it's just all Mm. the ways in which money Mm -hmm. um, fucks with us and helps us. What is, is there like a common thread that you see emerging as you're like looking at these stories, like in terms of how maybe women in particular seem to have a relationship with money? No, I don't think it's like women or men. I think it's just, I think specifically just people, we don't, I think we're not um, taught on how to talk about it. And I think that we're scared to talk about it. And then those of us who aren't scared don't have the tools to discuss it and don't realize the emotional attachment that we have to it. I feel Mm. like we all want money. I feel like we all are trying to, we know that that equates to status. And I think status kind of means more than money (laughs) because there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. with status who can get into places, have access, and they might not have no fucking money. They'd have to pay to get anywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that the through line that I see is just that everybody is just um, ignorant about how to do it, how to operate within it. Um, What should I ask for? Uh, you know, when we talk about like partnerships and divorce, like paperwork, things that we should talk about. And I always say this, like, I feel like if we're not ready to talk, you know, to do like, you know, big girl paperwork, we're not ready to do big girl marriage 
period. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a fully an advocate. I don't know if I'll ever be married, um, but I do know that I'm not doing a fucking thing without a prenup. And I don't care if you have a thousand dollars in your account, like you should definitely protect yourself. But we don't know that. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Right. What right. made you realize like the importance of a prenup and that kind of stuff? It actually was TV. I'm a latchkey kid and TV raised me a lot along with my village. My mom was a single mother and it was an episode on a different world where where Diane Carroll was talking to Whitley, who was played by um, Jasmine Guy, uh, the character Whitley. Her mom was going through this shit with her dad and they were there and Whitley was engaged to Dwayne and was at the party and she was like, you need to get a prenup. She's like, mom, I love him. Like, why'd I get a prenup? I never heard that word until I saw that episode. Mm. And she told her daughter, she said, your daddy promised me the world, but at the end of the day, it was the judge that gave it to me. Mm. And that line Mm. has stuck into my, it's ingrained in my brain. And I was like, okay, women are supposed to protect themselves. Like, that taught me in that moment, like, okay. And I never heard the word prenup. My mom, no one in my family's ever had that. Um, And they should have. Okay. But yeah, I just think, I think prenup is like life insurance. Do we want you to die? No. But if you die, we need shit to be taken care of. And that fucks us up. You know, we don't want to have to use it. But if when we need to, if and when it's there. Right. And I think just having those open conversations to be like, hey, you love me right now. You think my ass is amazing. You fucking wash my dirty drawers. But in the event, if so facto, when I do, if I, when I do piss you off or you don't want to fuck with me no more, mm-hmm. what should I get from this house? You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, and mm-hmm. let's have the conversations while we fuck with each other. Let's have let's yeah. have the conversations now while we love each other, while we pillow talking, while we cupcaking, while we, you know, on in an island on Versailles, fucking on a boat. You know, like <laughs> let's 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 talk about that then. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so exactly. someone because I do think a lot of people think of a prenup as something that like when you have assets, like obviously that's important. But what are some of the things that you think you need to think about when maybe you are just starting out and either you or your partner do have money? Like where how why do you what are the specific ways you need to protect yourself? Obviously, there's the house. What other kind of things should people like put in? Well, I don't. I think it's so layered and nuanced. I don't know what, what I could speak to. Maybe I can just speak to myself. I mean, I am an entrepreneur. So even before I got to where I've gotten to, to accumulate, you know, a small amount of success that I've had within the past four years within my career, before then, all I had was my sketch comedy show slash community resource hub, which is who made the potato salad, which I still am actively doing. (laughs) So at that time, and even now, we don't have crazy capital, but that's still mine. It's something Mm -hmm. I've been doing successfully for six years. I've traveled and sold out shows from LA to New York. We've done mentorship and workshops and gotten black people hired at Charlemagne the God show and the daily show. And we have people now that are Emmy nominated that have come through our mentorship program. So Mm -hmm. all that is currency, right? And that matters a lot. And I don't know where it's going to go. And so I need to protect that because who made the potato salad is going to go into podcasts and festivals and 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 food festival. You know, like, I don't know what else. We may have an app, you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I need to, I would have protected that had I not gone on and done, you know, uh, TV shows and movies as, as I've done now, I would have protected that back then. Like, you don't get a piece of that. You didn't mm-hmm. help build that. You weren't a part of that. No. Like mm-hmm. if if and when we split, we come in and leave with what we got, you know? Right. And I probably would consult a lawyer. Like I'm not a lawyer. I probably would consult someone because there's so many nuances. Like what, what I'm giving up by saying I'm getting married is I'm giving up X as a single person. Like mm. 
Mm-hmm. This is now everything. And then I live in California. What are those laws looking like? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so nuanced and layered in case by case. But I think what you have something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. yeah. You have something <laughs> yeah, and you need is. to protect you. Yeah. God, mm-hmm. You were talking about, you know, talking about scams on the show and it's so crazy scams are just so advanced now it's fucking scary yes you know yeah they are even now with venmo there's a girl named cammy who i love she's the host co-host on catfish and she was talking about she got scammed really good by uh someone through venmo and they were texting her from the number that venmo always texts her from Mm-hmm. Yeah, you they know, can like, they can spoof up. those numbers. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. but but I but the thing the thing was though they did not start a whole new thread. Do you see what I'm saying? It wasn't wow. like why? Is, you see, yeah, it's like this is the number that Venmo always texts her from, and got her for like a thousand dollars, which for her isn't a lot. It's still a lot of fucking money, and she was yeah. still pissed about it. But I think it was somewhere around that number. But yeah, the scams are. Scamming. I mean, yeah, yeah. For, the, for the catfish host to get scammed, that's, that's, that's you know, it's bad. Next level. I, I saw this. I woke up to one the other morning that looked like, you know, when you do two factor authentication and it keeps, like, mm-hmm. some, yeah. it was like, is someone trying to break into my shit? Cause I just got like 12 messages from some 2FA thing. And then I was like, no, this is a fucking scam. But it looks yeah. exactly like when your bank does it. You know what's crazy? What I saw the other day, I don't know why I follow Pierce Brosnan on Instagram. Who knows why? But (laughs) he posted this thing that was like, I'm not doing an art show at this gallery. That's incorrect, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was just like, what is this? And then the gallery owner posted below it being like, you told me you were going to do the show. I have voice messages. I have proof. I was like, someone faked being Pierce Brosnan and got money from this guy to pretend that he was going to do his art gallery. Like, I was just like the AI, you can Mm -hmm. do anything. Any of it. You could do any and everything. You just have to. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad because I'm like already like a skeptical person. I'm like, what? Like, I don't even trust my Chase banking account. And I know that (laughs) it's mine. I set it up. But, you know, like it just makes me even more leery. You just have to be wise. But because I'm a believer and I know that whoever did some fucked up shit to me, God going to get you. So even if I do all my due diligence, I cross my T's and dot my I's and I still get scammed. Baby, if you need it that bad, hey, I I, I hope you sleep (laughs) at night. That's how I felt every time like my car has gotten broken into or something where I'm just like, you needed it more than me in this moment. Go with God, dude. For sure. Yeah. I can't, it's like, if I can't. it's that bad that you have to lie and scheme and yeah. and do all of that and you have to break into my car, it's like, obviously, mm-hmm. it, you are in survivor mode. That th- that type of person is not happy. They're no. not, yeah. you know, skipping yeah. through the fields. Mm-mm. You know, like, they're not doing that. Yeah. It is wild how much, because some of these scams, I'm like, you, why don't you just get a job? This is so much work. So much work. <laughs> you could get some pay to like, do something legal. You're probably not getting much move up a but. rank of some like you probably would do really well because you're clearly very intelligent and smart and you put your mind to something it's like you know it's hard because <laughs> yeah, then access isn't available all the time person yeah. that type of person is not um definitely someone that doesn't believe in them isn't that sad you mm-hmm. can believe in yourself enough to do something illegal yeah confidence yeah but mm-hmm. it's sad though that something you only feel you are good enough and worthy enough to do crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's sad. That's a very and I guess a lot of it is people who might not have access to like you know jobs that pay fucking anything also. So did anyone else? Yeah, have- and I I don't agree with stealing. I don't. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying that scamming is okay. And it, but even then, the act of like 
stealing like theft because I know like scamming and theft is kind of like layered. It's not like exactly the same thing, but I do understand somebody needing deodorant. I do understand oh, yeah. right, needing right, right. pads. Like I do understand somebody yeah. coming from you know, a neighborhood that has a food desert and they're like, I need food, right? Versus yeah. someone that is like, you know, has a, a fucking computer and they're just taking credit cards and they're acting like they're somebody else, acting like they're mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan, you yep. know, and getting 10 grand from somebody, <laughs> you know, that's totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, totally. it feels much more malicious. I mean, yeah, just yeah, trying to get your basic needs met is just trying to get your basic needs met. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch that? Documentary telemarketers. I can, no, I heard no. it was told. Really it was yeah, good, it was and like it was crazy. Like I guess I it makes sense, but like a lot of people that work at these places like come straight from jail, so like that's mm-hmm. kind of fucked up. Like they, it's like the one, it's like they're able to get employment there, and right. they're good at it, but they're not getting like any of the kickbacks from the scam. Like the scams coming from the top, so they're just using mm-hmm. these people and. So the documentary is about maybe you guys have gotten these calls where they're like, oh, we're doing a fundraiser for the the victims of police, the, pol- the yeah. cops, families yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's about those mm-hmm. calls specifically. And mm-hmm. the fucking spoiler alert, the cops are in on it because they would kick back <laughs> like what little amount they were getting. They would kick back to the cops. So the cops like let them run these scams just so mm-hmm. that they could get the kickback from the scam. Wow. Very Yeah, who's shocked? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. No one. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. the other crazy thing that was in there is they were using these guys. They were they were paying like next to nothing and they mm-hmm. captured their voices. And so there's a lot of guys, there's like guys that are dead that have been dead for years and they're still using their voice for the robocalls because oh all they so needed weird. was the script. Ugh. That's insane. Yeah. I wish I would have an ex who's dead. <laughs> and then I get a call from him. I'm like, I, I knew you wasn't shit. <laughs> Lying about being dead. They're ruining, they're ruining lives. They're fucking yeah. and that and and the fact that we're doing this episode on Halloween is very befitting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wild. No. I was a telemarketer. That's why I didn't watch it. I was like, I'll be triggered. It was fucking oh, terrible. I was like, uh, yeah, I was a telemarketer. I've had every fucking job you can think of. I was a mm-hmm. janitor. I was a nanny. I worked at FedEx. I worked at TSA. I used to pack trucks for FedEx third shift. Wow. Oh, my God. 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. TSA, mm-hmm. too. That must have been wild. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I it I I appreciate what we do and how hard we worked. And, I mean, our level of training was so rigorous. It was long. It was like over what, 13 years ago when I was it. I did it 2008 to 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was ran a little bit differently. We didn't have like the machines that we have right now. Um, it was like exclusively just pat downs and wands. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I'm very appreciative of the of the work that we did to keep <laughs> civilians safe, and we took our jobs very seriously. Did you, what Do you was ever... the craziest thing you saw or found? Yeah. Um. Um, the craziest thing that I saw was there was uh, there was this Las Vegas flight out of Southwest Terminal One um, on it was a Monday or Wednesday I believe, and I wasn't at T one I was at T four American Airlines so I was at LAX because I'm from LA born and raised, and so then I would go to T one because it was always extra OT and I was twenty five at the time so all I wanted was more money I was like what I got I ain't got nothing else to do but work and make more money so I would <laughs> right. just go. But there was a Las Vegas flight and a lot of sex workers would fly that flight. And so they would have just the biggest dildos I've ever seen in my fucking life. And I'm like, this could be 
a weapon. Yeah. And, or like the, the lube was so big. It was so much. And then they were just like, and they all they had was a carry-on. That's all they could. They were like, I can't afford to check a bag. And so a part of me was like, you technically can't do this, but I would just like test it for explosives or whatever. And yeah. because I was just like, this is... <laughs> It's literally like taking a basketball away from a basketball player. It's like, right. this is what they do to use their job. Like, this yeah. is their fucking job. <laughs> this is tool. And I was just like, you know, okay. I was just, so it happened like, I think twice <laughs> um, on that Vegas flight. It was like all the sex workers would go through there to go to Vegas. So that was wild. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Do you, uh, when you go through TSA now, is there, do you have like a little like, f- like former badge to be like, yo, like, but get me through faster. I've, I've done <laughs> no, this. No, no, no. I have to check it clear, but a lot of the homies are still there at LAX and some of them have like rise through the ranking. So they're mm-hmm. like airport police or they work at customs. So I still see friends and stuff there, but I, Aww. um, no, I have pre-check and clear, so I'm I'm pretty good to go. Yeah, <laughs> my, my boyfriend still hasn't gotten pre-check, so no. there's a point. There comes a point where I have to be like goodbye, and I just no. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. This is goodbye. global. Like, get your shit together. Like, it's we amazing. Need global in this bitch. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. No. <laughs> well, we're gonna go check out what's going on in the TSA pre-check line of our minds, and we'll be back after this break. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm X Mayo. And we are going to ask you some questions. They're very stupid, but you can interpret them however you see fit. Okay. <laughs> business questions. None of us know how business works, um, but this is just our, yeah, our lead up. And here's our theme song. Business. Business. Please be advised. Questions. Business questions. Are we moving the needle? We've got some business. Pull up a chair. Would you like some water? Business questions. Business questions. Okay. Oh, I have to pull them up. I don't have them. Does anyone else? Yeah, I got them here. Okay. X, can you tell us your biggest weakness and then maybe also your biggest strength? Um, yes, my biggest weakness is that I'm bad with money, and my <laughs> biggest strength is that I'm a master at networking. Oh, oh, that's impressive. I am so bad at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a phenomenal producer. I can do it in my sleep. Nice. <laughs> What's the What's, number one uh, networking tip that you have? Um, the number one networking tip that I have is a networking tip, excuse me, that I have is that um, as soon as you see somebody, give them a compliment. Mm, that's mm. good. Yeah. There's always something good to focus on. <clears throat> One of my favorite scriptures is whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, think on these things. So even if somebody's not being so kind to me in the moment, their hair may be pretty, their thing, you know, and we have to sit next to each other for the duration of whatever this thing is that we're doing. And I just feel like nice always wins. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. That's a good tip. Yeah, I, I feel like that's why I'm bad at networking, though, because I feel like I'm nice, but then I just am like, well, I okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a little chatty Kathy. I, I can talk, talk, mm-hmm. talk, talk. I love people. I love interacting with people. I think we're so interesting. We are built to be relational by design, and I just think that everybody has something to offer. So I'm so excited to talk to everybody. 
Right, right. Oh, yeah. It comes naturally. Yeah, my dad told me once in junior high something that like always stuck with me. He's like, the most important person in everyone's life is themselves. And it's mm-hmm. like that is that is how you win someone's graces is just like butter them up and fla- like everyone wants to be flattered and everyone yes, wants we you are to talk at the about the center them. of our own universe. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to talk about themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't do the compliment thing. So it is disarming. It is disarming when somebody does it to be like, oh my gosh, you saw that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm genuine. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking yeah, yeah. with you. I'm not doing a bit. I'm not being like Oh, yeah, like Regina George, like, so you agree, you think you're really pretty. I'm like, no, I genuinely (laughs) want to talk to you. And sometimes, too, like there was one guy, he was just, we had met at this networking thing for uh, the movie, um, what was Jordan Peele's last movie? Nope. Uh, Nope. 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 Yes, we were there for Nope. And so he was like, you know, trying to network with me because it was like an all black, like movie type thing. And we were all like creatives in the industry. So as he was talking, he was like, I feel like I'm doing bad at this. And I'm like, no, you're actually doing great. You came up to me first and you initiated the conversation. And I think you're doing fine. But he mm-hmm. was nervous, right? And he was anxious. So I think it's like so important to like disarm people and let them know because I don't get anxiety. I get anxious maybe before a show, but I'm not someone that has that. Like I know people that have debilitating anxiety. They'll swear They can't look you in the eye. They get nervous. Their body will react. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I have no problem in like doing what's ever necessary to like soothe you so that you feel comfortable so we can have a conversation. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Okay, X, what kind of work (laughs) environment do you like best? The kind of work environment I like best is one that's inclusive, supportive, joyous, and does not move with um, their emotions, but with business first and Mm. with fairness. Because I do think that people do not know how to separate church and state. Um, I I do think that we ask from our bosses and our coworkers what we really needed from our mothers and our fathers. And the um, some people just need an unlimited amount of validation, attention, and affirmation. It's like, babe, this is fucking FedEx. You know, like you just need to pack that box and put that shit in there. But I do believe that, like I said, one that's inclusive and joyous, also one that's supportive, is that, you know, um, I, I think that people do need to be affirmed. I do think that like For instance, like when I was writing at The Daily Show, there came a time where like during the pandemic that, you know, I just kept writing jokes and we were not in a writer's room and we all felt like we were just writing into a void. But our bosses didn't realize that they're just trying to hurry up and churn this fucking show out and we're trying to figure out how to do all this virtually from home that they didn't realize like we're not getting feedback on jokes anymore. We don't right. know what's happening. And then they were they were like just picking jokes and I would just see what jokes made air. And I'm like, well, why was it mine? You know, but they didn't have time to, do, you know, so like mm-hmm. I think you have to speak up. <laughs> you know, like I always ask for what I want, but I also don't take things personally because I recognize that that is a daily show with Trevor Noah, not Ex Mayo. It's not my fucking show, you know, but I do think that there has to be some point where there is support. But when I tell you like, when I mentioned that, like, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, think on these things, is because there was um, an example that my homegirl told me of something that I think she either read in a book or saw on a YouTube video, but it was just a thing about mindset, right? And this guy, he was at a hospital, and this woman was like, you know what? It was all these people who worked in the hospital, they were giving him feedback on their bosses. 
Sorry, my iPad is moving. It's the new no, one, you're so good. it just is gonna fucking yeah. move. I know. No, you're fine. Because I was fine. like, I was like, I, was like, I know. A I was like, I know. Testes are gonna like, what the hell? It moves <laughs> with you. It's cool. I know, That's and cool. it's Halloween, so it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sis is in this fucking. She got a ghost yes. in the house. Yeah. No, I know. It's it's not a ghost. I don't play with demons. Um. So 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 that when they you guys when they were in this like focus group or whatever, this one woman was like, this lady at my job, my boss, she does not affirm me. She does not tell me I'm doing mm. a good job. I've been there for I don't know how many years she does not tell me anything and it's just like like how am I supposed to know if I'm doing a good job I don't feel like I'm great like she just says good morning that's it and he said you know you're one of the, her best employees and she doesn't have to worry about you she told me that mm-hmm. which is why like I understand like you're upset or like maybe in a tizzy but you, you are perfectly fine like she literally doesn't have to worry about you that's why she just says good morning she keeps it moving mm-hmm. and she was like oh really and he was like yeah how do you feel and she was like great he was like okay great can you step outside just for one second and she does and when she steps outside he says her boss hates her she can't stand her and she's avoiding her because she wants to fire her mm-hmm. and then she brings her back he brings her back in he says and how do you feel she was like I still feel good so the mm-hmm. point is I don't fucking know what you're thinking yeah mm-hmm. I don't know, but why not mm-hmm. take right. the time and live in my little Delulu lemon and mm-hmm. focus on <laughs> what's positive? Am I naive of certain people and the way they fucking move and how, you know, they're being ruled by the devil? No. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're just not a nice person. But what does that have to do with me, especially in a work environment? It's like, you yeah. know what, Tess? So Tess is not being kind to me. Every time I say good morning to her, she doesn't say good morning back to me. What can I focus on? She's actually very good at editing. So I'm going to continue to focus on that. Every day I come to work, I'm going to say I'm working with a great editor. Mm-hmm. Right, right. right. It's always yeah. framing because the positive. Yeah. Whatsoever mm-hmm. things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, right? And mm-hmm. that's the type of environment that... I set for myself. I have no control over anybody else. I'm a believer, but I'm also a stoic. Like I have mm-hmm. a pastor and a psychic. Like I'm very well balanced. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I think, totally. I think we're all just out here in this big fucking. We just want some type of belief beyond this shit, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, so that's that was a long roundabout way, but that's the type of environment that I like. And when I say joyous, I think that that may be like some people may say that me like so ambitious, but I will say that's the type of environment I create for myself. So rather than that's one that needs to be created by every fucking boss. I think that that would be great. I know that when I have enough capital mm-hmm. and I have a building for who made the potato salad, that's what will be going on in my place. But you know, you know, right? You, you make can't it for ask yourself, everybody. Yeah. But as far as inclusivity, as far as somebody being fair, as far as um, everybody getting paid uh, what they're supposed to be getting, as far as people are not being overworked and underpaid, like, you know, that's the type of environment. Like, I can't be overworked and underpaid. And I think, too, like, a lot of people do not, you guys, everybody, so many people are insecure and being ruled by fear. I'm telling you. It is insane. It Mm -hmm. is insane. And people ask me all the time, like, as far as producing what is a good quality of that? And I feel like I say this for producing, but I feel like it's for any leader. I feel like you guys probably deal with this too. My job is to get things done by any means and by any means necessary while micromanaging adult children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like everybody. I feel like from you know you guys producing a podcast and and leading mm-hmm. this and doing that to you know a teacher at a high school to a plumber. Like everybody has to. I think that's what we all have to do. 
Oh, a thousand oh, percent. Yeah. You always think people are going to grow up and then you're like, oh no, no one, no one has grown up at all. Yeah. Like, everyone's still, Although like I you said, I think looking for what they're, they missed from their mom and dad. Yeah. I think it's also yeah. about choosing the right people to work with too. And like, that's yeah. not always your friends. You know, yeah. like I think it's like, and then says, like, "What if you don't know until you know? You don't know until yeah. you know. But yeah. you know, once you find good people, and like the other way around too. Like I like working for good people. Like I, yes. I'm in a position mm-hmm. now where it's like I like working for this guy. Like I know that I do mm-hmm. good work with this person. I don't need mm-hmm. to put up with this person's bullshit. Like I can yeah. get better yeah. work done, sort of in that environment. And and then because I think the trust is so important in a workspace. And like, if you don't trust the people that you're working for or that are working for you, like nothing good is going to get done because you're having to spend so much time like emotionally babysitting them. Like, I like working with people. It's like, I, I know you're going to do your shit. It's going to be awesome. The more yeah. I build you up, the better you're going to do. Well, it's funny. Also, it's like, too. Oh, go ahead. Boo. I'm oh. sorry because I can't see you. Yes, <laughs> no, you're okay. No worries. No worries. It's funny because like the number of times, like we've been doing this show for eleven over eleven years now, and it's funny how many Ooh, times. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. We've had a lot of people who have been like, I can't believe you guys are still friends with each other, and I'm like, I think we're closer than ever before. We've like literally never really had a fight, like because we all respect each other and work hard, and like it is very funny to me how shocked so many people are by the fact that we've been able to maintain such like a great fun professional loving dynamic for this long because it's like no we like we all we all work hard <laughs> like and we know that about each other and it's like it's it's just it's the best to have like partners that that you are like yeah I trust you go for it <laughs> right but again like I said it's like you don't know till you know we could have gotten two years in and been like fuck never mind yeah, yeah I know <laughs> and that's okay too and yeah. I think that yeah. like another thing mm-hmm. a type of environment that I create for myself and one that I want to be a part of and that I don't think that happens enough is that we don't give people on our team room to fail, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're going to fail as leaders. And I definitely Mm -hmm. think there's some calculated risk, right? Like you can't fuck up the money, right? You can't be like, oh, you know, the producer says they want to spend $100,000 on one ad. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. we're not going to fucking, you know, we only have 150 for ads. You're not going to spend 100 for, you know? But I do think that sometimes if you don't allow your team to innovate, if if they're not there what are they there for? Are they there mm-hmm. to just do what the fuck you say? Like, are, then you just have a bunch of assistants. Like, why do we have titles as like producers and creative directors and editors? Like, why do why do they have these like titles? And I'm speaking within, you know, our realm of like entertainment, yeah. podcast, mm-hmm. and this specific media. It's like people need to be able to know that like, oh, I can try. I can innovate and I can try to trailblaze something. And if it doesn't work, Tess is not going to fucking rip my head off. Mm-hmm. She's going to, she's going to, encourage me and be like, I'm mm-hmm. so happy we made that change. Let's eat the meat, spit out the bone. And what is applicable to next season? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's like speaking to that fear thing. Like if you don't do that, you're instilling fear in people and like no good work comes from that fearful place. Like you have mm-hmm. risk is like the, is where growth comes from. I mean, I personally still really struggle with fear and I wish I didn't, but this is something I've been working on with my therapist for who knows how many years. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know why it's really hard to overcome. And I wish it wasn't. Yeah. And that's okay. But you're saying that it's really hard to overcome. To me, that's inspiring because you're fighting through it. Mm -hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like you're not being held bound by it. Like you're, you're just like, you know what? this is something that I'm scared to do and I'm fighting through it and I'm working to overcome it versus being like, you know what? I'm going to be stifled by it. I'm not going to get on a mic. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to stay in my own little corner, my own little chair. I get scared too. I get scared and I just choose to do it. I, I right. absolutely get scared. I Every time before, 
they sell called action. I'm like, who the fuck told me that I could do this movie? I'm like, you know, like it's, I'm mm-hmm. like, everybody here is on drugs. Why am I in this show? Everyone's dumb. You guys are idiots. And then I'm like, no, you know, you speak to that little inner child and you're like, no, you absolutely deserve to be here. And, you know, one of my good friends, Lex, she says that imposter syndrome just means that you're so lit. You yourself can't believe it. So that's what I love that. I love that. I love that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Something I like to do, like before I walk out like on stage to like a big gig or if I'm like about to like, you know, like ramp up a big project with people or something, is one of my mantras is I just go casual alpha in my head. Where it's like <laughs> Yes. I'm in charge, but everybody's uh-huh, cool with uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's she's like yeah, she's cool. She's <laughs> chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that like genuinely is like the vibe I try to bring to so much just to be like, all right, that's just it. Put it in your head yeah. and go. <laughs> Big pussy energy. Just- yeah. yeah. Oh, oh geez. <laughs> right listen we need more representation in panties for that thank you so much for that absolutely big girls it's like excuse me why my vagina is eating this panty always it's always eating it It thank god that cotton's organic you know i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thank god yes Um, okay, X, here's a Where do you see yourself in five years? I used to like that question until the pandemic. <laughs> I know. Yeah, good point. Real. Good point. Baby, when I tell you I'm not even taking it month by month or week, but I'm taking it day by day. As somebody, <laughs> I'm in the WGA and SAG. Shout out to both of my unions. We're still in the SAG strike right now. Mm-hmm. So having gone through the pandemic and then what I like to call a creator's COVID, yeah. you know, I don't mm-hmm. fucking know, mm-hmm. you know? And I would say this is the first time because during COVID, by the grace of God, I was still working consistently a lot. Like I was at the Daily Show, then we did American Auto, then it was the blackening right after, then it was Yearly Departed, then it was Swarm Top of the Year. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was back to back. Um, so this is the first season of my life since I was 15 that I wasn't working. And that's oh, wow, yeah. fucking, well, that's a lie because I did the podcast <laughs> I, and um, and then I did uh, any uh, four city tour with Nike to promote their latest shoes. So I still technically was working, but I would say not as like consistent. I'm used to clocking in every day. I'm used to like a rigorous schedule. I'm used to eight to 10 hours a day um, working nonstop. So that's new for me. So I would say... In five years, I hope to be what I've always been doing since I was eight years old, which is going all gas, no breaks for my dreams and just getting everything and all the things that God has for me. Because he truly blows my mind. Like there's so many things that I thought that I wanted and I didn't get it because I realized I was aiming too low. He's really, Mm. God has really blown my mind. So I think in five years, I just want to be wherever he wants me to be. I mean, hopefully... (laughs) There will be no war and things will be great and, and yeah. you know, and things will be nicer. I think it's just, it's so hard for that. And I think my um, my best friend, Dory, her therapist gave her some advice that I took. Okay. I don't know if that's legal. Like if you go to- Oh, therapy, it's totally, it's therapy. You, take that, therapy. Right? You, have to, like, you have to tip them on Venmo. I don't have to pay her, right? Yeah. I don't have to yes. pay her because yes. I got secondhand therapy. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> she said that. She told her, she was like, you know what? You are always talking about the past. And you are always talking about the future. That's why you can't be present. Mm. And I said, oh, drag me, bitch. So I think that's, I think that for me, it's like 
hard for me to talk about the future. And I'm, I don't work aimlessly. Of course, I have goals. Like I, right. You don't get to where I'm at in my career without being driven and goal-oriented and resilient. But you guys, there's so many people. I am so blessed. There's so many people that I, I haven't even met that route for me. There are, my name is being said in rooms that I've never even heard. When opportunities come about, I'm like, who knew, who was that? You know? <laughs> and so I just don't know what's working behind the scenes. So I have a goal. I'm working towards something. I love to work hard, but we'll see where I'm at in five years. You know, we'll just mm-hmm. see. I love that. Though, yeah, I, I have the same thing where I had to be like, oh, right, just focus on the present, you dumb bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all you can really do. It's really annoying. But it's it's good. It helps me to be present in like in my life, in my conversations, Mm -hmm. in my body, in 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 my studies, in in my time, you know, like I'm very present. So I'm I'm very grateful for that. But it is hard because I just feel like, what's next? You know, especially in my career is not I think really any career is linear, but especially in the industry, it's not like, you know, you go to this acting school and everybody Mm -hmm. goes and they pass this acting test and then you go be with Scorsese. You know, it's not like, (laughs) it's not really like by the book, like a lawyer or a teacher, you know, it's like, it's so up and down. And like, I Mm -hmm. know that, but but that is the point that I feel like I come back to a lot, like, and try to fight it in my brain. Like, you know, you know, sometimes people on The Bachelor forget they're on The Bachelor and they're like, oh, he's dating another girl. It's like, yeah, bitch, you're on The Bachelor. I feel like I do that with an artistic yeah, who career. Who else do you think was standing next to you with these fucking roses? Yeah. <laughs> and that they got the Bachelor Senior Citizen Edition. I might watch that oh, one. It's good. With the elder. It. We like it. With the elder. Mm. I, I, I love it too because I think that People over 40 get tossed away from society, which is like 40 yep. is so fucking young. Are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love that cat daddy. He up there and, you know, he's trying <laughs> to, you know, date his people and yeah. do his thing. The only and, thing that's depressing that. is you really are like, you want all of them to find someone. Because again, like, you're like, these are all people who are worthy of like loving right. their life. And I don't want them to just be fighting over one right. person. I wish I, I, if I was a producer, I'd be like, you know what? At the end, everybody come back. We, we got we got old men for everybody. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like Oprah, yeah. you all, all retired. Have yeah, it's exactly. raining men at the end. Yeah, I would love that. I would love for I would love for him to be like he has twenty seven brothers, and they all <laughs> got seven brides for seven sisters. Just like them, everybody just grab one. And, that would be incredible. Bless. Please, please let it end that like that. God, we're, yeah. We're. <laughs> that means we need senior bachelor in paradise then, because. That's what oh, that's gonna. Oh happen. my god! Okay, but it's too hot for the elders. They test. Would pass too out. hot. Sorry, we need an air yeah. conditioning. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Under the shade, they yeah. need to be under a little tiki thing in Hawaii. Like, yeah, let's give mm-hmm. them that. Bingo sure. in the rec room in paradise. They could do it on a cruise ship. I think it would be on a cruise ship. That, oh yeah. my god, it would. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a break. Right, we'll be back, everybody. Everybody, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And I'm Ex Mayo. And it's time, Lady Problems. If you have one, you can send them to us via email, ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com, or give us a phone call, 3236 but 30. Lady. Lady Problems. Lady. Lady Problems. 
Lady Problems, do you have them? Lady Problems, do you have them? People have them. People do have them. They yes. do. <laughs> true. I'm reaching out to my parasocial besties today with a work dilemma. To sum it up, I hate my job, loathe, despise. It has become the bane of my existence. Essentially, I work in one of those office jobs where I do all of my work for the day in two hours and have to fill up the rest of the day pretending to do work. Long story short, I've listened to all of your podcasts and some of my other faves every single day. Work has become unbearable since I asked for a raise. To be concise, I received a promotion with no new defined responsibilities and no more money, which TBH is the corporate equivalent of fuck you, but please don't leave. <laughs> After asking for a raise once, I was given a new title. My boss has been nothing short of a bitch, uninviting me from meetings, copying our bigger boss whenever I make small mistakes, refusing to talk one-on-one, -on -one, actually making me cry in a one-on-one -on -one meeting, mocking me, etc. She even once went a whole afternoon without looking at me or my office, which is kind of impressive since I'm right next door to her. For more context, she was in leadership at her sorority when she was in college a decade ago and never had to learn how to be nice to anyone she didn't like. I guess my question is twofold. One, any advice for coping in an, ex in an increasingly toxic and hostile work environment while I look for another job? Two, any advice for finding a new role? Applying to checks 200 jobs in four months with only three interviews is demoralizing, to say the least. Ugh. Yikes. I do think you, I would really, really try to get off focusing on the, on the like little shit she's doing because it's not, it's just going to drive you crazy like it is, obviously. Like the her not looking you and stuff. Like that's just yeah. like, that's you really getting in your head. You know what I mean? And she's, yeah. it's working. It sucks, but what she's doing is working. You know? I agree, but I do think that the thing that I was like, oh, was the CCing the bigger boss on small mistakes thing. That is a, fucked up move yeah. yeah but like she's still there they're not gonna fire it's not like that's not gonna do anything you know yeah I mean I'm hoping if you're you know if you're not documenting all of this I think make sure you have that all kind of documented in, in one place just to in case something does go sideways um I mean, it's hard because of the person like this, like they're being incredibly immature. And then it's like, well, if you go to HR or something and say you're being harassed, like that makes things worse, probably. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would try to maybe, I don't know what the, I know that the job market's really hard right now. And I know that a lot of people are having this issue where they apply to tons of shit and, you know, it's tough. I would try to go for quality over quantity and like really narrow down and find jobs that you really want. Make it super personal, your cover letters. I know that that's a big thing. Um, and just try to like, instead of doing a ton, make it maybe a little bit less that you're like really focused on. You know, look up your friend, people you know and see where they work. Is anyone associated with the kind of stuff that you want to be doing? That's how you get into a place, you know, as a, through a connection. So I would be using your network right now, like, as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Well, and also I'd be curious, like, do you have any friends that you could, like, resume swap with? See if there's any notes that, like, maybe there's something that you're not seeing with you put this together that, it, like, isn't clear or, like, you know, like... Is is there something you could be doing better to like improve what you're sending out to? Mm -hmm. Is worth looking at. 
But yeah, I think we have know. to be mindful of our language as well because she said made me cry. No one can make you do anything. No one mm-hmm. can make you cry. Like you have to, your re- emotions are your responsibility. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to invalue or invalidate um, her emotions or her tears, but it's like you crying is you crying. Like whatever mm-hmm. she did, she can't make you do anything. She can't make you angry. She can't make you sad. She can't make you is what I'm saying. Her actions caused a reaction, but she can't make you anything. So I just want her to get her power back in that because she's not a victim. Yes. Um, and also, I think, I don't know this person's financial state. I don't know if they're a mother. I don't know if they're pregnant. I don't know what's happening. But I definitely think if you are able to take the risk and leave and get... um another job or like if you have a savings, definitely, you know, go. But I don't know this person's like goal, you know, like is this a job in which they love and they want to climb higher ranks there and this is just power for the course, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think what we talked about earlier is like focusing on what it is that you can control, focusing on that. I definitely have friends that are in the same predicament with like a terrible boss um, and even it being a woman who Mm -hmm. is, um, I think women of a particular age could just like, I think they want us to like work for it. They want us to like, they kind of take on like white men's uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) characteristics a little bit. Um, so yeah, I definitely think like I would not be doing any, but I know that I'm different. I know that I'm, I don't give a fuck. Like you're not going to have me do more work and not give me more Yeah, money. that's f- so fucking Like I'm not up. doing that. So mm-hmm. demote me back yeah. or <laughs> I would just, girl, sit there and cook and, and like let her cook and fucking let her fire you and get your unemployment and go about yeah. your fucking day. Yeah, because like- no, I, I, I would 100% wouldn't take that if I were you. Why am I doing more work? That's not, the math is not mathing. Like, no. why am I doing more work and I'm not getting more money? No. So I, if I were you, I would stop that immediately. I would have a conversation about that. And I would require a third party to be there. My best yes. friend had to do that as well. Mm-hmm. I would have a third party be there and I would speak to her about it. And I, she cannot avoid me from a one-on-one. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I mean, I think her instinct is right in that it, like, it's time to go. So, yes. yeah. yeah, I think how long you stay at this sure. job, it totally depends on what this job is only. You should look at the job for what it is, which is it's either necessary for your survival right now or it's time to go like tomorrow. And yeah. if you need to stay there until you like if you aren't in a life position where you can jump until you have something totally secured, um, I feel like she might be because she's applied to like 400 jobs. Or two hundred jobs. Yeah. Um, well, I feel for her too in that way because I know other people that are doing that. It's just where we're at right now in the world. Yeah. Like, it's not even about people that I know that make great money are complaining mm-hmm. about how expensive everything is. It does because it does. If you make more money, it doesn't matter if things become more expensive. You're still catching up. So I mm-hmm. think it's difficult for her. I know it's difficult for a lot. My little brother is nineteen. He couldn't get hired at Chick Fil A. He's very much so like. Smart, mm-hmm. thorough, organized, kind, great customer service skills. And it's been hard for him just to get a service. So I totally understand her perspective. And I 100% don't want her to take that as a hit to her potential or her as a person or her capabilities at all. Because it's not. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, absolutely. Yeah. And that that frustration is real for sure. And I think like, but I would use that to like 
keep telling every morning, tell yourself that and like use that to help you just check out emotionally. Like you're, you're really close. Like you're just doing the bare minimum and listening to podcasts. Why not start a blog while you're there? Have you ever wanted to write a novel? Do that. You're getting paid to do whatever the fuck you want at this abusive workplace. So I yeah. would just exploit that <laughs> to the highest potential because they are exploiting you. And so like, yeah. and keep your receipts, honey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep your receipts. Use that printer. Use that copier. I miss. I miss my old day job. I miss having <laughs> access to a copy machine. I love man. that she's like, take those safety pins. <laughs> yeah. We go in there, get that fucking eraser. If they got snacks, they are they mm-hmm. kettle cooked jalapeno chips. Break up two of those, mm-hmm. girl. Get all get all that yeah 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 don't don't give them more respect than like they have given you because and which they haven't so you know what i mean this is this is the paycheck and like this 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 initial boss like that you have right now she's awful and what we were talking about before it's like she's clearly an unhappy a deeply unhappy person if this is the way that she's acting this is a deeply this is a deeply unhappy person. She's this person all the time. You only have to deal with her from nine to five. You know, she has to go yep. to sleep and wake up and be this bitch. You know what I mean? Every it's not day. Every day. And she knows it, mm-hmm. you know, and she, yeah, this is, this is a miserable person and you know, that's her problem. I mean, unfortunately she's like making it, you know, she's enforcing herself upon you and your position, but like the more boundaries that you can set with her just to be like, Oh, okay. Like, when she has one on one meetings, is there anybody else that you could invite into that? Is there like, you know, her, like you being taken off of meetings? Like, can you, is there somebody else? Do you have an ally in the office or are mm-hmm. you kind of in your own situation? Like, yeah. And I would also say too, like, I think this person should definitely lean into this challenge because the great thing about a test is that it's going to show up everywhere. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, she's, if you don't pass it here, Baby, yeah. it's gonna show up again when when you uh, work in at a restaurant. If, mm-hmm. if you don't pass it there, you're always gonna be like, I I can't stand this, and you're just gonna keep leaving and trying to avoid it. Yeah, and it, you you need to just pass this test because this difficult people are everywhere, everything all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> call the academy awards. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you have to. I think it will be in her best interest to try to lean in and overcome this challenge because she's going to have to deal with difficult people for the rest of her life. They're everywhere. They are, mm-hmm. except Trader Joe's. They're not at Trader Joe's. And I stand on that. Everyone's yeah. so happy there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I do agree. I think that was a good thought talking to your friend and your network because you'd be surprised. Like, definitely put it out there to like literally everyone you know that you're looking for jobs because I feel like mm-hmm. I'll yes. always have friends. Like, my company's hiring this position. Do you know who's looking for work? Like, there, that always happens. Yep. I've gotten definitely. so, yeah, I've definitely filled in the gaps by just posting on, you know, mm-hmm. Facebook or e- sending out an email being like, look, I need yeah. something if anyone's got anything. Well, like most or people. Insta story. Yeah. You don't even know mm-hmm. who you don't know. Exactly. I've so many gems from that. Yeah. You'd be surprised. And I think a lot of people, they're like, oh, she has a job. So like they they aren't even thinking of right. you. But like, if you put it out there, close friends, it man, throw it out there that you're looking, and the people, the gears. If I'm a big believer, if you put in the universe what you want. Clearly, you say this is what I'm looking for. Like some version of it. It might not even be exactly what you thought was coming, but the thing will come to you if you have opened yourself to it. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very big believer in that. But, but we're sending you support. Fuck your yeah. boss. Yeah. Email us back and let <laughs> Focus us know what on the what com- you can control, yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, email us with the company as we'll write bad reviews. Um. Ah! <laughs> Except if it's, guys, what if she's at Trader Joe's? Oh, oh my God, my, I oh hope God. not. They're snacks. Oh, please don't. Plot twist. <laughs> I literally, no, I just, literally, I will show you my fridge. I just. <laughs> it's so it's, There's no way, it can't be. Please, God, no. No. No, 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 no it can't be. Nowhere with free samples can have mean people. No. I, I love it if she's just like, Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they got fucking money. Are you kidding yes. me? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so frustrating with these companies. could clear our debt in America, mm-hmm. truly. All these fucking companies that treat their employees like this and they're like, mm, sorry, we can't afford anything. And it's like, I know you fucking have it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh you're. is a ragged little bitch. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. We're going to do one more. Do you have time, X, or. You gotta yes. go. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We'll do one. We'll do an audio one. Um, let's play the next okay. one. Here we go. Hey, ladies. Um, gosh, I'm dealing with some very wishy-washy friends who don't know how to make or keep a plan, and it's really frustrating. And I'm sh- I'm sure this is a super common problem, especially post-pandemic. But what the hell, dude? Like. <laughs> Especially with people who like repeat, repeatedly cancel plans. What, how do you, how do you remain friends with someone who like can't commit to just a hang and then like you're left all alone when after they cancel and it's like, okay, well now I need to make plans with another friend, but then it's like impossible to make plans when the plans are all wishy washy. It's so, I'm at my wit's end about it. And it's not just with one friend, it's with like, a list of people. It ultimately, it makes me feel like people don't want to hang out with me. And I know that's not the case. I know that they have their own damage, but like, how do I not feel that way? How do I not feel like people canceling plans all the time is like a reflection of what they want to put into the friendship and the value of my friendship and me. I could go on and on about this, but I won't. Um, can't wait to hear your ideas. I'm sure it just involves communication with these folks and self-care, but figured I'd throw this question out there. Thanks, y'all. Love you. Bye. Hi. I mean, yeah, we kind of talked about this recently. I mean, it's just t- people are going through a lot of shit, man. People are tired. Mm-hmm. They're. Yeah. I feel like lately more than ever, it's just like people are really having a tough time, you know, and... uh might not be like up to doing stuff. Not that I'm saying I want them to be flake on you or something, but I think try to give them a little bit of grace too. I will say I have one friend who like, if we're getting lunch, she sends a Google Cal invite (laughs) and I love it. And it makes it official. It makes it official. Like there's something about that invite and seeing it in the calendar and like seeing the address and everything. It's like, I feel like there might be something there. And maybe that's like if – I don't know if that could would, – would that come off as passive-aggressive if, if these people are flaking I don't think passive-aggressive. I mean, I, I would it, love it, but I'm type A, so like <laughs> – Yeah. Yeah, I'm type yeah. A. I, I want that. Listen, f- for everything, are you getting baptized? Send me the invite. I need to know that you're really <laughs> going down in the water. You know, yeah. like what's happening. You know, like I yeah. – well, well, here's the thing. What's so interesting when she said that I had um, – I have two friends that – 
um, are like that. Well, they were they were really like that, but they got better. And here's the thing that I had to realize. I had to place them in a category that they belonged in, not where they I, a category that I wanted them to be in, right? Mm-hmm. So I there were things they held so much value and brought so much value to my life and to my relationship. But I had to figure out in which ways do are we able to spend time? My primary my primary love language is quality time, but I need all of them. But quality time is number one. So I realized with one specific person, I need to be with her to do errands. Mm. She loves doing errands. Oh, my God. And then (laughs) oftentimes when we're done with errands, we're hungry and she's just like, let's go get food. And I'm like, great. But if we say let's go and it was during that season. Now it's better. But Mm -hmm. during that season, it was like that's what we had to do. And I was like, "Okay, I need to go to that's producer in me. Mm-hmm. Going to the talent. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if you are somebody who I've sent you an email to reply to me so that I can use your headshot to promote our show and you haven't responded, but you've been DMing me every day and responding to all of my Insta stories, obviously this is a great form of communication for you. So why don't I just send the headshot via DM mm. versus getting frustrated that you haven't responded mm-hmm. to my email? Who gives a fuck? I need right. to give you what you need so I can get what I need. And she is taking this personally. And, it, and like she said, it doesn't have anything to do with her. Her feelings are her responsibility. Her friends not being able to come out with her and flaking on her. Also, mm-hmm. there was an article that was written about how um, friendships are becoming too expensive. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, going out, got to get gas, and then I don't know where she's at, pay for parking or, you know, whatever. It's just, I think that you need to seek out different friends that want to do different things that you want to do. She needs to gain the confidence to go out by herself, Right, because I had to do that in New York when I was like, and I understand that I'm coming from a specific place because I do have a certain level of confidence that you need to have to do that. But I think that she's capable of that as well. And she needs to be able to go out and be a lone ranger, make new friends and go out with people that are like you and I, Tess, like send a Cal invite, like they're on it. Mm-hmm. So and I just think, yeah, people are people are really discovering how to be social again. People are nervous. People are like, you know, a crowd, you know, or, you know, maybe they just don't feel like leaving their, you know, like, I don't know. And then with the news and everything that's going on, it's affecting our bodies. It's affecting our spirits. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think she needs to give her friends some grace, get some um, more confidence within herself by plugging into people who support her and going out and developing relationships with people that are adamant about keeping their word just like she is in that way. Because I do believe these friends are probably good to her, have value, and there's a way for her to go to them so that Mm -hmm. she can get what she needs, which is quality time with them. Totally. It's almost like part of her tribe is missing. It's like you have some of your people, but you need to like attract the rest of your tribe. Yes, because I have girls that I absolutely will travel with any day. They call me right now, go. Then I have girls that are like, you are my brunch girlfriend. Oh, my God. I You are the perfect person to take to this party. You work this whole fucking room. You know, like you have, then you, I have my girlfriends that come over, I'll cook, and we end up sleeping for four hours. Like, and then we <laughs> yes. wake up and we watch another movie and then we go get dinner. Like, you know, like right. you have, you know, that doesn't mean that you're not a good person. You're not a good friend. I just have to place you in a category where you belong. Exactly. Yeah, like mm-hmm, I have yeah. one girlfriend it's like our thing is getting our nails done together. Because like we all, like yes! we both, and it's yes. like, you know? Yes, Tess. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Period. 
Yeah, no, a, a thousand percent. And a way, if you really want to see these people, what might be good is like if you have stuff in the books and you feel a flake coming on, maybe you proactively reach out to them and be like, hey, I know we're going to go out to dinner. What if we just come over and watch a movie at my place? Because if you like give them a lower option, then they also can't say no to you then, I think. But also, babe, <laughs> communicate. I, yeah, told, yeah. I tell my friends like, hey, it feels like every time we link up, you flake. That hurts my feelings mm-hmm. when you do that. And I want to continue this relationship. So how is it that I can get what I need without you getting what you need? And and when you flake, why do you do that? You know, like mm-hmm. ask more questions. With all that gaining, gaining understanding. Like ask a million and one questions and figure that out. They may not even realize that they're flaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably a scheduling thing where you end up scheduling it on the one night yes. where it's like, oh, I'm always exhausted and I didn't realize it. This is bad. This is not mm-hmm. the right time, you know? And what do we say at the top of the show? Everyone is at the center of their own universe. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not even thinking about, like, and, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. They're not even thinking about her to be like, she doesn't even come in their brains for them to be like, yeah, fuck her. She, yeah. right. Mm-mm. You know, like it's it's not. No, even it's there. I'm tired. No, you know. And everyone, yeah. I think not every, but most people put too much shit on their to do list, and most people are too ambitious about what they're actually going to get done in a day. And maybe verbalizing that to your friend will make them realize, oh, I can't actually work a full day and then go take a class and then also hang out with a friend. Like I need to, uh-huh. you know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's good to be like. You know, and this is not for you, but this is for, you know, hopefully your friends maybe also listen to something like this, but it's like, take a day for you, take a day for your friends. Like, it's important to still have those recharge days, which like allows you to the space to do things socially with people and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And once, and once this person starts gaining the confidence to do things on their own, you won't be seeking so much validation and affirmation from outside sources that are not within your control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you're comfortable being alone, like it's kind of like neutral when you get flaked on. Because you're like, oh, cool, I'll still have a fun night. All right, girl. Yeah. When I tell, there are days when I'm in here and I don't make a sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like have watched TV. I I love mafia docs. I just finished Get Gotti. I love sports docs, and I'm like, I am having the best day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love those days. And you, I'm not. I haven't even made. I haven't talked to anyone. Haven't said anything. It's the best. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that's the best gift you can give. Because ultimately, I don't even care if you're in a relationship, single, how many friends you have you're really alone on this journey called life like ultimately like Mm -hmm. so like the more comfortable that you're always going to be hanging out with you so like enjoy Mm -hmm. that hang as much as possible I say that all the time I was like the reason why I have to work on me is because I'm already with the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. I have no idea if I get married if I get divorced no idea don't know you know like no idea if I'm going to have children but I know I'm gonna be with me Right? You know, like, yeah. and that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, this one ain't going anywhere. <laughs> we met the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, X, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for hanging oh, out. Oh, good. Us. I'm so happy. I didn't know. I was like, I hope they know what type of uh, podcaster I am and comedian <laughs> I am, because you know. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little crazy. Oh, no, you're amazing. You're, you're okay. awesome. <laughs> um, Thank you guys so much. This was awesome. And everybody, please listen to The Dough. It is on Lemonada. 
Um, and you can get that wherever you get your podcast. It's um, amazing um, episodes. They're all different themed. I narrate them. I interview people. I mean, we talk about everything from like divorce, even divorce registry. Hello. Okay. If you get divorced, mm. separated, you can go to a place and register and there'll be people rallying for you and to help you. Amazing. That's yeah. awesome. Financial therapists. We talk about scamming. We talk about the ups and downs. But at the end of the day, I think the whole podcast comes to the conclusion that community is currency. Every episode, you realize how people just plug into who is in their village, which is really, 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 really important. So I love the show. I'm so blessed to fucking do it. It's amazing. So please download, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. That is The Dough on Lemonada Media. God, awesome. We didn't even have to prompt you to plug. I mean, the professional. <laughs> Just a pro. We got a pro in the house. I love it. Let go. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> go on your podcast app right now. Find the dough. Press that subscribe button. And where can they follow you on, on Instagram and anywhere else you might be? Yes, on the Instagram, I am $80 and a suitcase. That's $80 in a suitcase. And also please subscribe to Who Made the Potato Salad Show. That's my sketch comedy show slash community resource hub for black and brown folks. And we're trying to have diversity and representation in comedy entertainment and access different opportunities for black and brown folks of color. Hell yeah. Amazing. Awesome, guys. Yes, thank you, X. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Three, two, three, six but 30. It's six but 30 somewhere. Hi, ladies. I just got done with a very bad date. And it's not even a lady problem because you've answered this before. But I just moved across the country. I'm trying to put myself out there been single for a long time and I went on a date and people were different around here and it was okay but then the man ordered a vodka right and he started with a butter knife and I don't know what to do I don't know where to go from here I look really hot and the man served his drink with the butter knife that's all thank you goodbye Hiya. <laughs> um, so I'm working from home and all of a sudden my cat comes out and like half of the side of his body is just wet. It's just drenched. I have no idea what it is. I'm just not, I'm thinking he's got like a UTI and he just peed on himself, <laughs> but I smell him and it smells lovely (laughs) and it turns out um in my back my basket of um sex paraphernalia under my bed i had left the cap open (laughs) on this big bottle of lube that's like the tangly kind (laughs) and um that is now on half of my long-haired cap body and uh also well it was on my floor i cleaned that part up but um uh yeah just found half my bottle of lube on half my cat's body so i thought some people might get a kick out of that (laughs) bye (laughs) lady to lady is produced by katie levine 
Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy, and give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.